Welcome to the Mystical Motherhood Podcast. This is Pritam Atma, and my guest and I talk about her awakening process, the things that are moving her forward and the things that are taking her back. It is really, really surprising when you begin to go through the part of your life where spirit begins to take over and guide you. You have to let go of control and you have to begin to surrender to something more powerful than you. And in that, there is a sense of um, non like chaos or letting go and it shakes up your world. And so my guest today really talks about that. She talks about how she's used the tools I provided her healing her inner child, looking at her epigenetic line, healing generational patterns, going into the elements. And she's doing all of this before she conceives. We really don't go much into the conception process in this at all. So it's really just for every single woman who is becoming more in touch with themselves, who's beginning to see that there's a world beyond the material world, beyond the physical world, and becoming more in touch with your emotions and your environment internally and externally. So it was a pretty channeled message that came through me and a really powerful podcast today, I would say. I'm excited to announce that my newest book, Alchemy of Becoming, will be out in the next couple of months. It's almost finished. And in the meantime, I've released three new classes, online courses for you to purchase at www.mysticalmotherhood.com. These three courses are focused on all of my work so far. One is called Conscious Conception. One is called Alchemy of Becoming. And the third is for healing generational patterns. And everyone needs a different course for where they are at in their life. And all of them are important for your spiritual journey, especially in motherhood. Each of the courses have audio to go with them, really powerful meditations that go along with my book. And they bring in everything I've learned from the clinic in combination with my spiritual practices and spiritual technologies that come through the mystical motherhood platform. So you can find all this at www.mysticalmotherhood.com. You can email me with any questions at mysticalmotherhood at gmail.com. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, leave a message. If you need help or have any questions, reach out to me. And if you uh, need to find my books, they're on the website, or you can go to Amazon. If you type in Pritamatma, all of my work will pop up. Thanks for listening today, and I hope you enjoy. How are you? Good. I'm actually pretty good. <laughs> I'm actually pretty good right now. I'm coming out of this like, um, like almost hibernation period. So I had this like six weeks, four to six weeks after Christmas, where I really was just like low energy, didn't care about much. Like I'm a very passionate person. I get excited about things, and I wasn't really excited about a whole lot. And then I just like. It was like right around February 1st, which is supposed to be that imbolc or or whatever on the calendar of the year, something about spring. But right as that turned, it was like all energy came back and I'm like totally back to normal. So I was, I think I was just in some kind of like winter, you know, like my body just needed to be in winter. Well, in the creation process, I find that people think you have to create all the time. And there has to be a pace to it. And then if you're not, your ego gets really hurt and is like, I'm not doing anything. I'm not enough. I'm not like, I'm not creating. And there's also 
sad, like after, like, for example, when I write a book and then I release it, it's like, I go through a period of like crying or remorse because there's so much energy put into it. And it's like, what, what now? And then you have to go through a period of quiet in order to regenerate, but that's totally normal in relationship and pregnancy and the regeneration period of, of life. It's like Ayurveda. Yeah. And it it was weird because I just, I, I've never had one go on for quite like so long. And, um, at first it freaked me out a little and then I just leaned into it. And now I'm just like, I'm just like back to normal. So you had been going, I remember with working with you is that your personality was always doing a lot. And then it was always doing a little bit of everything. When I remember reading you, you I'm always excited about really excited about something, but jumping around like to the point where it drives the people around me a little bit nuts. You know, like it's hard for me to be really consistent about things for long periods of time because I, I'm just very excited about it. Like I'll get excited about something, work on it for a little while, learn a bunch and then like move to the next thing. And so I'm just, I'm used to having some sort of like fiery, like excitement in my life. And it felt like it just went, it felt like it was just, it just went out. It was like, my body was so clearly like, you need to just, you need to just chill. It feels like you went through a period so, of healing. Yeah. And now there's like decisions to be made around your life and like paths to be taken. Am I right? When we, yeah. Like I, I feel this? really like, like, do you, have you heard that saying it like something, something along the lines of like, sometimes when things feel really dark and you feel like you've been buried, maybe you've been planted. That's cool. I like that. And I feel like I literally feel like that. I feel like I am just about to like break through the surface of something. Like there's like, I feel like this is going to be a really big year of growth for me. And my husband, he's actually got his whole own thing going on right now. And, um, it's, I feel like I'm like, I'm so close that there's like some barrier, like there's this barrier. I just, I have to like punch through basically. That kind of makes sense. What you're feeling a lot of people when they're going through like the spiritual awakening process, Mm -hmm. I myself felt this for years. I always felt like I was on the verge of something. And I always thought, I mean, this is for 10, 20, you know, 15 years. And I was like, I'm planting a seed and I'm on the verge of something. So I thought that verge in the beginning was going to be the accumulation of material things in the outside world, but it didn't come in that moment. It was very spiritual. Like the, the seed is actually this, like this planting of this spiritual nature I'm getting for you a yeah. lot this year. And then from that spiritual nature, the material things then come because there should be wealth with material, with spiritual growth. All of these things are the same. To yeah. me. Right. Does that feel accurate? Yeah. I mean, it does. And it, it just feels like, so what I've really been finding, like, so I've also been really, really studying the tarot for the last couple months since I, since I worked with you last. And so I've, it's really opened up my intuition. It's a really great system for me. And um, so I've, I've been getting this in meditation and then like also in the cards is it's like, I feel like I've come a really long way. And so, you know, me, like I always have fear, like there's always a new layer of fear that I'm trying to like peel away. And it's always, that's like always the next roadblock. And this time it feels like I've come a really long way and, and things are going really well, but I'm still holding like my higher self and the divine at like an arm's length. Like, like, I, like it, it's, it's here, but it's like, but, but like right over there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and like, I'm having trouble like stopping that. And I know that like, so I just had this really big, like, you need to call Chelsea. (laughs) Well, the reason is 
is the higher self once united with the human self begins to take over your life mm-hmm. and things are no longer logical and things never no the ego is no longer in charge and so it's very painful and it yeah. and it's incredibly fast and you become incredibly accelerated and i think i've talked about this in previous podcasts but the higher self is and i saw it like this and then i read the sophia code and i really understood it but it's like i knew in some moment in time that i was living all these other lives and mm-hmm. that it was like one being in between these other lives was running the show and it, i saw myself almost dying off in other lives and i don't know if i mm-hmm. made this up i don't know consciousness yeah. was funny in order to give myself more energy in this life and then as i did mm-hmm. that i i you know grew but when i united with my higher self my life was never the same as like, it's like it took over. And so I actually had an experience. Like I found the name of my higher self just like a few weeks ago. It's funny that you're mentioning this. And then the conversations that come through is like, you can have conversations with something that's leading you. That's not your ego life. That's telling you like, this is what it looks like to live. This is what you need to do. But Your higher self makes decisions for you. And then things are brought to you through that energy. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because I actually, I've been working, I just finished the Sophia code. Um, I downloaded an audible. So I actually went through the meditations that way, which w- works really well for me. But when I first started it, first of all, the meditations felt really familiar. So like, I always kind of knew what was going to happen next, which was kind of freaky, but I just went with it. <laughs> so it's it, like all the, the, the meditations felt really familiar to me, even though I've never, I never did read the book before I did the meditations. So that was interesting, but you know, how like in various ones, they, they talk about your, your multiple lives happening at once. And like in the beginning, it felt like there were a lot of them and now it feels like there's less of them. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's interesting you say that because I've kind of had that same experience in a different sort of way, but. But it's, it's kind of cool though, that you are likely reading the Sophia code as you're taking sleep, you're sleeping for six weeks. Yeah. Then that was when, and actually the interesting thing too, which I just noticed the other day is it was also as I finished the Sophia code that my energy came back and my headaches stopped. I was having like three headaches a week when I was reading that book and That's now cool. they're gone. But sometimes so, they, I mean, it's, yeah. it's sometimes those kind of physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual things, like a lot happens. And yeah. sometimes when our bodies tell us to, to rest and we fight it, it, I mean, it can be like a subconscious thing of like, I don't want to advance. So I'm going to go to sleep now and I'm going to, you know, or I'm going to, you know, there's yeah. all kinds of sabotagers, but sometimes we just really need to sleep because we're going back home. Yeah. So I just, I really just rested a lot and I did those meditations and that was, it was interesting. And and I think I emailed you this when I asked you for a referral, but we, so we had started trying to get pregnant and then I was well, it was when I was working with my cards because that really opens my intuition for me. But I had this really clear like pause, like you need to skip this cycle of trying. Like it's important that you skip it. And then like four days later, we found out that my husband had an, another tick-borne illness, which we've both been through treatments for before. But he was on like heavy, heavy doses of multiple antibiotics. Like this, the integrative doctor we work with, she's really, really talented with tick-borne illnesses, but he was on like a lot of them. And then I started researching these antibiotics and there was, there weren't any like, you know, big scary warnings for pregnancy, but they were like, you know, lowers the quality of sperm, lowers the quantity of sperm. Like just then we found out there was all these, like, it really is like on a medical level safer to just like wait until your system clears all that. And then when is that? So that was 
he was on them for four weeks and then we skipped a second cycle because I wanted to make sure he could clear it out. So this month we'll start trying again. So it was two months there. So I was also in this like heavy resting period during that same time. It's like it. And, and so it's interesting. Cause like, I've been listening to your podcasts, you know, and the things you've told me and, and it's like, all of a sudden it feels like all these things keep coming together in the way that there should. So like, I, I usually read a book beginning to end that that's always been me. I read books beginning to end, except for the last few months where I've been jumping around between like five or six books. And I always find these synchronicities now where it's like, I'm getting these clear messages from like five different sources to like rest or to like green, like I'm really feeling drawn to like do the green Tara, um, like her meditations for her 21 emanations. Mm -hmm. And like, I was getting that from everywhere. And then it's just like, that's like, I've heard you talk about this far more eloquently than I'm saying it now, (laughs) but that's like happening to me. I'm like jumping around. Like I still have one more chapter in your newest book to read. And I loved, it's a great book, but I've been jumping in and out of it, which is just not like me. But every time I jump back in, it's like, there's the message. Like there's the explanation for what you've been thinking and feeling this last week. Oh, I sent you Alchemy of Becoming. Tell me what you think and tell me how you've learned, what you've learned from it. So I've been jumping around so much. I'm going to, I'm going to reread it because I've been jumping around so much lately. I'm having trouble remembering what's coming from what books in all honesty, <laughs> but yeah. like, I loved the book. I flew through the first half it's and then for so some good, reason, right? just set it down. And then for some reason, set it down and started reading other things. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, you need to read Chelsea's book again. And so then I picked it up and I read the next chapter and like whatever, whatever part of alchemy you were explaining in that chapter was like the clear explanation for what was happening in my life at that time. Yeah. So it's like, I'm getting these, like, you know, I'll be confused about something and I'll open a book and there it is. Like, here's the answer. So, and so I is- love that book because it's really helping me understand alchemy and like how it affects my life. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, it's called, uh, it's called, let me read it. Let me read a, um, a good quote right now to you guys, whoever's listening and, to you, Kate. So this is a really beautiful quote on alchemy. Sorry for the pause. Just give me one minute. Yeah, I've been reading. So I've been reading that book. I just started rereading Fertile. I reread Mary Magdalene Revealed. I read Tom Kenyon's book, the, Ma- Ma- or the Magdalene Manuscript that you recommended in one of your books. I mean, I did the Sophia Code. I'm just like flying through these but This books. is what happens. So in the, oh, be- interesting. in the beginning, there's not one way of awakening, but it's, re- but in the, be- no one explained this to me when I was going through this, like many, many years ago. And I felt very mm-hmm. alone on my path. And so as a yeah. humanity begins to awaken, there has to be some guide that comes into your life that says like, you're not going crazy. This, yeah. Is, yeah. this is the process of awakening and the process of awakening takes away all logic. And so it has to do that. It has to surprise you. So that's why I, I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be painful, but for some reason, um, contrast, sudden catalytic events, mm-hmm. um, 
uh, things that are illogical, things that come at you quickly, um, it almost messes up the brain because you cannot be in the brain to be a fully awakened human being. You have to be in the heart center. And that's what yeah. the Alchemy of Becoming discusses is how do you get to the heart? Well, you have to get mm-hmm. past the wounds, the belief systems, the density that holds you back yeah. in this mind-centered belief, like way of living. And mm-hmm. so I find with myself and, and I found with many, everyone I've ever worked with is as your you know crown chakra begins to open and your higher self is trying to get through to you to link to you which we can mm-hmm. link with her when you're ready is she sends you messages and the messages comes through symbols through music mm-hmm. through um, books through passages and it, and it comes and then you begin to gain trust on your intuitive guidance as you as you listen to those you know, sudden messages of like, open up this book now, go over here and and Mm -hmm. read this sentence. It's like, if you cannot hear through the words that are coming through, like now I can hear them speaking to me, which most people that would, that would, no one would listen. Right. But if you do hear words uh, coming through you and speaking, it will have a a harmony to it and you'll vibrate. Mm -hmm. So if anyone's listening and is like, how do I tell the difference between my ego or them speaking or somebody? And I don't mean them. I just mean an angelic force, your higher self, something guiding mm-hmm. you. It's almost like a tone, um, a vibration, a softness, and you'll feel a tingling and you'll know the difference between the harmony of those words versus the harmony yeah. of your ego, which pushes. Well, and, discomfort. and it's for me, it's yeah. But then for me, it's also, there's like no fear. So like my anxiety is always like one of the things I'm working on. Right. And, um, like I had a really clear message come through one day that like, I needed to call my mom. And because something bad was happening, but there was no fear. There was no anxiety. It was like a scary message, but there was no fear. If that kind of makes sense. Like it was very calm. It was like, it was very calm. There was no fear. I didn't pick up the phone shaking. Like something bad is happening. It was just like, you need to call your mother. And I did. And she really needed to talk to me at that time. And it was very interesting. And so I've, I've, I'm having more and more of that. Yeah. And that's the heart. But, but what is, what happens is, Exactly. It's exactly the way it is. It's not, you know, if it, if it, if it has pain associated with it, if it has fear associated with it, if it has, um, you know, like some sort of sub it's a subconscious thought form. That's not real. And it's not, it's not reality. If it feels natural, it's harmonious. It feels in sync and it happens suddenly. It is your higher self and God speaking through you. And the more you, but as you go through, as I describe in my book, alchemy of becoming, as you go through this really, all of my books are spiritual technologies. And the reason why Mm -hmm. it speaks to you is because I didn't write it. It was written through me. And so whoever is going to read it is going to open up to the page they need to write. Just like the Sophia code. She didn't write that. Mm-hmm. She wrote it, yeah. but it wasn't her writing it. And, and, and the way that something came into the room and asked her to write it, the same thing happened to me. And so these books mm-hmm. will answer people's questions as they're reading it. And it'll, they'll open to the page they need the answer from. And in the beginning of the awakening process, yeah. books are used. At the end of the awakening process, you'll find that you don't ever open another book. Yeah. You'll have a really hard time reading because there will be no more mind to read. It just won't be as, in, I mean, you'll read because it's sort of like having a glass of wine. You're like, I'm, I'm supposed to have this glass of wine, I guess, because I'm a human, but then you begin to not read yeah. as much. But I found that quote, and this is a really good quote by Dennis Hawk. And I've mentioned this book before it's, and it's, it's called the Emerald Tablet by Dem- Dennis Hawk. And it's a, a book on um, alchemy and 
so alchemy comes, it's ancient. It came from Egypt. And I know why I wrote Alchemy of Becoming Now. It's because what we're going through on the planet is similar to what happened when Atlantis fell. It's like we're rediscovering a new type of humanity. And so these ancient mm-hmm. technologies need to be rebirthed through the human form in order for us to go through a search to survive on a consciousness level. And so it says the steps of alchemy. There's only one pattern in the operation of the sun. By fire, you will be set free. By water, you will reclaim your power. By air, you will discover your inner worth. By earth, you will realize its potential. In its dissolution, you will see the pattern encompassing you and know what to do. For the pattern originated with the birth of the universe and sealed in time and space everywhere. Only when you will be only then will you be allowed to contribute to the universe. Only then will the child of your imagination be allowed to grow. It took me five years to understand that quote. It's probably one of the most significant quotes of all of alchemy, and it really puts it into mm-hmm. one form, and it's exactly what you're going through. So in all my books, I discuss how the elements transform you. And once you mm-hmm. can honor the elements within you and without you, you can let them transform your entire life, right? We've talked about this yeah. before in our previous met- times together. But what he means by the child of your imagination, it, and that's why they're sending you these messages through your imagination, is your mind creates your reality. And so mm-hmm. when your mind is not projecting the subconscious fears of your childhood programming and into your utero programming, then you're then co-creating with God. Mm-hmm. And when you're co-creating with yeah. God, it's never about your ego. It's about what God wants to create for, to, through you mm-hmm. For, you, for the greater humanity. And so you'll stop thinking about what you need yeah. and you'll start to think about what God wants you to do that day. And it's funny you say that because like that's one of the things I've been getting in multiple places lately is that, you know, what you say creates your reality. Like that type of idea. Like I've literally gotten that in like four different places lately to like <laughs> this idea of like your thoughts become your, you know, words, which becomes your reality. Like this message, like I've gotten it in like four different places in like four different ways. So you see, it's funny you say it again. <laughs> there it is. And it's also, your, so. and you'll find, I mean, Ahari Jiwen speaks about this. You know, he's one of my greatest teachers and he's with Rama Institute. If anyone wants to look him up, his name's Hari Jiwen. And he's really talked to me about sound and like the power of our sound mm-hmm. and the power of listening to our voices as we speak, which is a very painful process. And so if you listen to the people around you and you listen to yourself And I found as I've gone through my own healing that people say, oh, I love your voice. I mean, they always say that to me. Mm -hmm. And it's very rarely because that's such a compliment. I mean, when I used to listen to my voice and I have heard myself years ago and I was like, "Ooh, who is that? I don't even know that person anymore. Because as you heal, your sound heals. As you, you, you be literally become more harmonious and and as you love yourself, Mm -hmm. other people can begin to love you. And as your yeah. words come out, they create more power. So you have to be very careful. Like if you say, I'm going to buy this, then it comes, you know, and then it happens. Yeah. Or I want a house. And so the more powerful you become, the more awakened you become, the bigger your vibrational frequency is, is created around you. So then the power of your words matters most. And for anyone, the power of their words creates their reality. But for those who understand it, it creates the universe around them. It's, um, it's unbelievable. Yeah. But what happens as you awaken and as you go through this alchemical process is 
like I spoke about in Alchemy of Becoming, is you'll find that the power of your words and the power of your thoughts manifest quickly. So there's no, Mm -hmm. there will be no uh, lingering between time and space. So it's hard for us to see it in the beginning of our awakening process because it takes years. But then as you become of your power, you become your energy manifests faster or you generate more. It happens in minutes, two seconds. So it's like, I want my mom Mm -hmm. to call. She calls. I want this to happen. And then you can see that you can do it on a universal form. Yeah. Right. Does that make sense to you? It does. And I've even seen a, like it's happening a little bit now, not, not like not on that scale, but like there was one day where it happened like three or four times that day. Cause I remember thinking once like, Oh, it's a nice day out. My husband and I need to go get hay. Like 60 seconds later, he texted me and goes, we should go pick up hay today. Like, (laughs) I mean, so it just, it's been like that more and more. And I just, but I still feel this, like I'm holding things. So for me, it's like when I have a like moments of clarity where I, I, where I start to fully understand something or something actually like changes for me, it's almost like in my gut, I can, I feel almost like a gear clicking into place. Like I can literally feel it like click into place. And I feel like there's one that needs to click and I just can't quite get it there. And it has something to do with, I'm just holding it. still. I'm still just holding it at a distance and it's gotta be fear because it's always fear with me. It's always some type of fear. Like I was just telling somebody else the other day, I'm like, I'd really like a new roadblock, something that isn't fear. Cause I'm getting sick of digging through layers and layers of fear, but it's, it's what I have to work through. So it's fine. But so, I mean, it's got to be some type of, you know, fear of change. And and even when you want something to change, for me, there's always still that fear going into the change, if that kind of makes sense. Well, I mean, a few things with so, that. So Yogi Bhajan described the chakras as gears. Mm-hmm. And so it's really interesting when you said, like, when you something changes in with you, you hear something click, like a gear click. Yeah, and I, I can, like feel it it's like it's like something finally gets traction and just clicks right into place and that's the only way I can describe it and that's that's great that's exactly what happens you're basically like clicking you're balancing more your 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 Mm -hmm. sacred geometry is becoming more balanced your 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 gears which are what are chakras is just just gear Mm -hmm. systems to allow energy to move through your body start to click in for you, it's like I'm seeing that the energy is really stuck at the power chakra, the third. And so that's where everyone's really, really stuck because that is the, the leap of consciousness happens when what we're doing in humanity is we're moving into the heart chakra. And, mm-hmm. and most everyone in humanity is stuck at the third chakra. Yeah. And so, so the, it's like, and everybody wants to start at the top and, 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 and have things be so airy yeah. fairy, but and you see a lot of spiritual people that are like really out of their body, but they don't have any money and they don't know how, they don't have any, I don't have a house. They can't keep yeah. family. Like it's a shit show. And, and that's because they miss these bottom parts of their base fears. And so you're, mm-hmm. you can't create with any fear. It's all, yeah. this is all normal. And I also feel like what I'm seeing for you is that the reason why they're scattering you like actually bringing you things like this way and this way is because mm-hmm. it's fun for you. Yeah. And it makes it fun. You're actually learning, but it's scattering your mind and it's making, and so part of the awakening process is also like, whoa, like, oh my God, like, oh my God, you actually have to get yourself out of, um, you have to become a child again. Mm -hmm. And And it's funny you say that because again, this idea of fun coming through has been really like, 
I need to have more fun on my spiritual path. It needs to be easier. Like my inner child, because the last time I spoke to you, you know, my inner child had like disappeared because she had like grown up and kind of become my higher self. And she's still there. But my, when I meditate, but my inner child has come back, but she doesn't need healing, right? Well, she probably always needs healing, but she doesn't need healing right now. It's like, she's here to like, teach me how to like, she's like here to teach me now. Yeah. So she doesn't, she's not needing healing and she may occasionally. So for everyone who's listening, I talk about healing the inner child as a huge part. I mean, all all these things come up in my book. It's like, Mm -hmm. how do you become this higher human being? Well, you have, you have to go through Maslow's hierarchy, which is part of my first book. You have to understand the elements. You have Mm -hmm. to see how they affect your life and your inner world. You have to also heal the inner child and you have to stop the self-sabotaging and you have to grow the fuck up. Yeah. And so the inner child, there's, there's many parts to her as you grow up and then she also needs to play. And yeah. so she needs to almost, you can create an altar for her to play. Like she needs scheduled time to play because that's how creativity flows through. It cannot mm-hmm. come through. Things want to come through the planet, but they need a vessel to come through to. And in yeah. 2025, as we move towards these years, they're, the energy is looking for a vessel. And that's what mystical motherhood's about. It's yeah. about becoming the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail is just a vessel for God. Yes. And, and so it's looking for that vessel, but it cannot make it through if you're full of crap. It's like if you're yeah. full of like gunk. Yeah. And, it, and that's what I've been playful. getting is like this really strong feeling like there is a soul who has picked me and they're like waiting for me to like hit the right place. The harmony, the right note. Like for me to be at the right, yeah, like to get that right thing down and then it will happen. And I, so it, it's, it's, that inner child work for everybody listening was really helpful. I mean, like learning how to heal the inner child and, and because it always gave me tools. So whenever I feel her triggered, I have the tool now to go back in, to go back in and work with her again and heal it. So, you know, one of the things that I've, has been really helpful working with you, which is why I called again is because the, the, all the tools you've given me, I have reused multiple times since I've seen you last. So tell everyone who's listening what you did to heal your inner child and like what works for you. So what do you do? How do you do it? So, okay. So when I meditate, I always, and I always start like in my heart center. So for me, it it looks like a temple and everybody's kind of looks at it. I always start there when I meditate. And then I, I built her a room off of my inner temple, off of that space. And so she has a bedroom and, and she has her things in it and that's where she is. And so when I would meditate and I still go to see her a lot, but like I said, it's different now, but when we were healing, I would go to see her and she started off being around kind of around that fourth grade-ish age. And that was the age that my parents got divorced. Right. We talked about that. And so she, Yep, exactly. And so to heal her. So I would spend time literally parenting her. Like we would go do the things that I used to do when I was a kid, we would ride horses and we would go to dog shows and we would do all these things. And when, cause you know, and then when there was a memory with an adult in my life who should have behaved differently, we would burn that memory down and replay it in how the adult should have acted. And then we also, exactly. Just like you taught me. And then we sent all of the adults to school and it started off at just, just my parents. But then as we went as this continued over, you know, weeks, we ended up adding like grandparents and uncles and like, like 
And then like people I couldn't even see, but I know they were further back ancestors. So like it ended up being like a huge room full of people who went to school for parenting and marriage and money and like all of these different topics. And then all of a sudden, as we were going through this process, she started to age and she would get older and, and older. And she naturally ages, right? She Isn't naturally it? aged. It was like, I went in there one day and I'm like, oh, you're in like eighth grade now. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I am. And then we would go do our things. And I was like, now you're a high schooler. And then all of a sudden she was an adult and she's been an adult ever since. And now there's three of us. There's like me in quotes. And then there's like my higher self in quotes. And then there's like my inner child. And you will like merge. The so the, now the next yeah. part is you merging. So this, this is exactly the, the awakening process. I'm so glad you did all this work. And I want to add to everyone who's listening. I have now finally created three online courses that takes you step-by-step step through this process okay. through a meditative where my voice is guiding you to go to these rooms and guiding you to heal the inner child. And, and I mean, three courses yeah. on conscious conception, alchemy of becoming, and then healing generational patterns. So what you're doing for your lineage is your healing why why you're bringing in all of these humans and these things is you're healing the goddamn lineage it's yeah. unbelievable like you're a miracle worker on earth and what you don't recognize is that 6 yeah. weeks of sleep is what we don't realize as spiritual women and spiritual human mm-hmm. beings is okay this is a good example my girlfriend my girlfriends called me and they're like, oh my God, that book you recommended, Gaia Codex, is so good. And I was like, what book? I didn't recommend that. They're like, yes, you did. You told me to read it. And I was like, what's it about? And they're like, it's about uh, all these women that are spiritual, um, save the world and heal it Mm -hmm. after a pandemic. All these mystical (laughs) women. And I said, I don't know anything about that book. I didn't tell you to read it. And they're like, yes, you did. And I was like, um, in my, in your dreams maybe. Right. And, but it's funny cause we're all communicating to each other. To yeah. read. I haven't read it. I just ordered it. It's called the yeah, guy. I'm like, now I need to read it. You're, I see. And I already promised myself I wouldn't buy any more books till I finished because I've got like three more on my shelf. But, but that's how it works. But yeah. what you're doing is what I want to take away is the more I did this throughout one of my previous marriage, the more spiritual I would do this. I was working on a level of spiritual transformation at a, at like when somebody's creating a billion dollar company, that was how mm-hmm. much I was working on myself and still am. Yeah. And as I did that, my husband's business grew, my creativity mm-hmm. grew, all, everything was birthed from me finding myself. Yeah. And so you're getting out of particularly for you is that you were always making a business outside of yourself. And so now you're making a mm-hmm. business inside of yourself. And from yeah. that, you'll birth your child. And the reason why you're inviting the whole family lineage in is because you're clearing that genetic line. That's what the epigenetics is about for my second book. Mm-hmm. You'll never have, you'll, the, the child won't have any of those things to be given to it. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, so all of that's been really, I mean, all of that work was absolutely worth going through. And like I said, to have the tools then to when she does need more healing, like I already have the tool. And so it's really easy for me to just go back inside and do it and do it again. I don't not easy as in like, oh, you know, like no, like it's, it's challenging, but the tool is already there. And so it, it doesn't feel as scary and I don't feel as lost and I don't feel, it feels very much like you know, like when something breaks in the house and you grab the right tool out of the toolbox. Yeah. So but you're learning, but what you're doing is you're learning to self-soothe. 
Yeah. And you're learning to love yourself. Like, for example, I had a moment yesterday where I was worried about not having connection with somebody. And I was like, I'm going to go get wine. And I was like, why? I was like, I don't want wine. And I was like, what's going on here? Like, where do I need to heal? And then I had, I went into the bathtub and I did my own work and I saw myself as an infant, like where my parents were fighting and they didn't pick me up. Like there was just this odd dream, this motion Mm -hmm. that came into my life. And I said, oh, I'm not feeling so I need to soothe myself. So I -hmm. I went into this moment and I, I picked up the little baby that was in the crib that wasn't getting picked up. And I held the child and I played with the child and then yeah. the craving for the outside numbing substance went away mm-hmm. because I self, I self soothed. And that's what, if we start to do as women that are creating this new reality on earth, yeah. you're, it all can be done internally. Nothing needs to be done externally. And then you'll see, you know, the fruition of that through mm-hmm. actual material world things. Yeah. 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 It makes sense. So So we just like kind of didn't even get to what you want to work on today. So what do you want to work on today? So I just need to know what I'm supposed to do next. Like, how do I, how do I stop that distancing thing? How do I actually let it come in? Like, I, I don't know. Okay. So close your eyes and tap on your third eye three times. And what are you, what is this thing you think you're distancing yourself from? Like what is like merging or what is it? Or just. Yeah. It's like, it's like not letting it come in. It's like not, not letting it truly merge me and merge with me. I think what I'm seeing for your energy field and you can tell us if we're wrong or not is like, I see you and then I you're standing in this like darkness and it seems so far away to get where you want to go. And it's not that you're pushing it, pushing it away. It's that you're mm-hmm. feeling that the journey is long and that you want to, you want to get there. You want to be over it. You want to, you know, you want to get to the end of whatever that thing is. Right. I mean, I do want to, and I, but then it's like, it feels scary, but this, so the only, I have felt this before and I described it in my book as when you're in fate and you're moving into destiny. I actually, I don't think mm-hmm. I changed the book, but I, I describe it in some paragraphs of alchemy of becoming is, and Guru Jaga described it really well. When you're in fate, you're kind of in the wrong place at the wrong time. Things happen, you know, that don't, not really good for your life. Like you may mm-hmm. like, oh, you like fall down or I don't know, just something isn't right. But then destiny begins to occur and it becomes hyper synchronistic. Mm-hmm. So you begin to be like, I'm going to go here and, and nothing becomes logical. But in order to get to destiny, your logic has to leave because mm-hmm. in order for your higher self to take over, life cannot be led by the mind. It has, you know, which is scary. <laughs> I know. Cause you have to let go. You have to let go of the, like the belief system and the little girl has to take over. So the road for you to go mm-hmm. through this, because it feels frustrating. You feel like it, it almost feels when you're where you're at right now is it'll feel like, um, like you're cleaning, like it's like grinding inside of you. Like you're, you know, you're not, you're, there's something else you're here to do something else mm-hmm. you're here to do and you're not there yet, but the, the journey of getting there is hard, but it, it, and it's super scary and it's super frustrating and it, it's leaping. It's exactly mm-hmm. the book of alchemy of becoming. It's yeah. that leap of like letting go of, of those things. And that, that, that black space, it's not that you're pushing it away. It's that you're afraid to walk into it. Mm-hmm. But the, that makes sense. part of what you need to do is your homework is you need to do more things that the little girl 
like you're playing. So all the things you're playing with on the inside world now need Mm -hmm. to be played with on the outside world. So that you can see that the inside and outside are one. Mm-hmm. And you can ask the higher self to begin to show you that in a playful way. So let's say you're like, you know, like today I want to like play in the dirt. You have to actually let the little girl do the things that the little girl wants to do. Okay. So that may be like going to the ocean. It may be like taking a spontaneous trip. It may be like sometimes the little girl needs ice cream. But the adult <laughs> self would be like, F, no, I'm not having ice cream. But the little girl's like, I need ice cream. I need ice cream. Mm-hmm. And so you have to you have to play with a little girl that's asking you to do those things, and then your logic leaves. So the 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 human part of yourself needs to be you have to let go of the human story, and you have to let go of the human part of yourself to allow that higher self and spiritual technology to take over your life. Okay, how does that feel? Like really hard <laughs> because you can't have control anymore. And that's- I know, and I've always been like. Which is where, you know, most of my fear and anxiety has come from is it's like, if you're afraid of something, it's not logic. It doesn't make, it's not, it's not true, but it feels like if I'm afraid of something, then I can be prepared for it and then I can control it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not true, but that's this spinning process that I'm always. Well, let me give you an example. Everybody who's mad about Trump or Biden or everybody who's mad about the coronavirus or everybody, it's because you cannot control these things. So you can get so mad about like politics and be like, oh my God, he's a pigot or he's like a Mm -hmm. Nazi or whatever. It's like, okay, there's a lot of Nazis. Like you cannot control it. Your anger is not going to change it. The only thing that's going to change it is your vibration. Yeah. That's, That's the biggest impact I think that anybody can have. It can't come from this like logical point of view of controlling and, and then you'll find as you let go of this need to control the external environment, the need to control the people around you, the need to control the, the subtle need to control. It's just like the subtle sabotagers I've spoken about. Mm-hmm. The subtle need to control will become up in little tiny forms as you begin to let go of total control. But in that, that this is all normal. All the things mm-hmm. you're going through, it's so frustrating because your mind wants to take it over and like... Yeah. And, and make it go faster and you need to go through it quicker or whatever. But by doing the things you're doing, like reading my books, reading the Sophia mm-hmm. code, you know, doing the meditations, you are accelerating much faster than the rest of humanity, okay. which is so freaking <laughs> cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I but, just feel like I do. I feel like it's, I feel like I'm in a rush. Like it feels important. Cause it is important. Yeah. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. Because yeah. it's this. If you can liberate yourself in this lifetime, what else are you here to do? All the other things don't matter. All the things that people are trying to accumulate, the businesses they want to get, the money they want to have. What are you going to take with you? Yeah, I mean, Hari Jewin explains the only thing you're going to take is the recitations of the mantras. The yeah. only thing you can take is that is the things that were inserted into your auric field by my teachers. So every, every meditation they do, every mantra that I can pronounce, it's like, that's more important, but it also gives me great prosperity now, but it took me years of accumulation mm-hmm. of spiritual technology to be able to become financially successful, material successful, career successful at the level that I'm on my purpose, you know? Yeah. And you're doing that. So I'm, I'm mirroring to you through this conversation that you're on the right path. And like, there's an energy running through yeah hope you can feel it that's not me that's transferring that you're doing it and to everyone who's listening okay right yeah 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 so so 
Yeah. So, I mean, like, what do I, how do I, how do I step into that darkness then? Like, how do I, is there something else, something different I need to do, or is it just continuing? Well, you need to let, they're telling me you need to let go of like indecision because when you make a decision, it's that decision is to be that that's the decision that you have made. And for Mm -hmm. you, I feel like there's a part of your energy as a human that um, Mm -hmm. makes a decision and then goes, I don't know if it's right. You know, and it's like, no, that and the faster you do that. And I found this just to mirror back to you when I began, when Isis opened my third eye and she gave me healing powers and she said, you know, you'll write these books for me now. I was like, what the hell? And then I had no idea. And then I began to be able to see and I began to hear and I began to be able to walk astral travel and I didn't know what it was. So then I began to just practice on friends. And I said, you know, can I just like read something for you? And I began to see all these things. And so Uh it took strength and practice in my, in my intuitive muscle to gain my Mm -hmm. own confidence around my own abilities. Yeah. And so for you, I'm I'm telling you this only because when you make a decision, follow it through and see how your intuition guides you. And the intuition is that soft harmonic voice that is not in fear. Yeah. And so you're, you're basically for you, your energy, what I'm seeing is like you have a tree growing and then all these, and then your tree's growing up so high and it's doing so well and then sprouts out fear. And then you're, then you go on these other paths, which are, which is your subconscious and your self-sabotagers and the little girl within you Mm -hmm. taking you off your road. Yeah. And, and so that the darkness is actually all the way around you. It's just the light. You're, you're going to get through that, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's following that intuitive guide. That's not logical. Yeah. And that's what women are very powerful in that way. I don't know. I don't know many men that can do that. Yeah. That are just sort of like, like, ah, uh, no, 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 I'm supposed to actually travel across the country today to go to like this one place. Like the other day I was walking and they pissed me off at the parking garage. I was going to my work and they like, wouldn't park my car for me. Cause they said it had a little snow on it. I was like, assholes. Right. And so I was like, fine, I'll go park it on the street. So I parked my car on the dang street and, um, I dropped my keys. Who drops their keys? I fell down, dropped my keys. And then the guy, this guy found me on the internet and brought my keys to my work. And I said, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Like, what are you doing here? How did you find my name? But it was like, I had to have that encounter with that man. And so, and we had to talk and we had to have this like interesting encounter. So we never know why we're guided to do certain things, but it's our intuition that guides us to go and, you know, yeah. Do those things. Okay. So what are you, so when your intuition goes, it's, I've told you this before, it's the first nine seconds of thought. It's yeah. the immediate thing. It's the first answer. It's the thing. All the mm-hmm. other stuff that comes off from that is your subconscious gunk. Yeah. So it's almost like you need to pick, allow source to move through you and move your logic around by picking up different books and reading them. That's all normal. That's mm-hmm. all a part of it. But for your life, it's like, really, what do you want to create this year? Because you're becoming more powerful creator. Mm -hmm. And so when you're going off in all these directions, you don't create something fully and allow it to come through. You don't like, so Guru Jagat said to me, or said one time is you could write the same book over and over your whole life, Mm -hmm. get better at it. And I said, Oh, that's a 
that's a really good idea. I'll get really good at that. That's what I'll do now. And Mm -hmm. then because, you know, you practice something like Tiger Woods, how many times did he swing the the same thing? 10,000 times. Mm -hmm. And so, or you practice like spirituality or you do a meditation for a long time, or you get really good at it. It's like, choose one thing and really go deep into that one, one thing. Like I told you to take that meditation, the Jupiter chakra and go deep into Mm -hmm. it for years and it'll grow. It'll become that tree. And then the intuition will become stronger and stronger from that one path. Okay. So for you, it's like you want to become pregnant. So you're going to focus really deeply on that. Another thing on your spirit and, and you can create, you know, three tiers of the things you want to focus on because that help. I feel like for you, you need like a cup of three different things that has three different things coming off of them. So one would be the baby. Mm-hmm. So I'm helping you organize a little bit. Oh, tell me if you want me to go a different direction. No, that sounds fine. Okay. So like for you this year, it feels like you want to focus on the baby. Yeah. Your business. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the third thing yeah. is, I think is the inner child joy. Yeah, probably. And so like, okay, so you have three cups, right? Three holy grails. And from those three holy grails, you can write out homework. Like, what do I do? And, but you create consistency with those things you're working on. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and, and what, what um, my lineage, Kundalini teaches, is called job. It's called repeat. So you do, you know, the same things every day. And within that repetition of working on these things deeply, these three things that maybe have Mm -hmm. three different tiers to them, because you like that, um, you create repetition. And in that repetition creates groundedness. Because as spirit moves through you and creates chaos and creates catalytic events and creates nonsense, you have to ground back into the earth reality. Mm-hmm. And the way you ground back into earth reality is you do repetition. It's like, I'm going to wake up and meditate. I'm going to then have my food. I'm then going to do this. I'm going to do work and I'm going to do this. And I'm going to mm-hmm. live this life as householder. Yeah. But in, as spiritual, as spirit takes over your life, it's really chaotic. So having a repetition mm-hmm. that's really good that you do every day creates incredible, incredible groundedness so that as spirit moves through you, you can ground your aura deeper to hold more. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That would really help you. And I've kind of been doing a little bit of that. Like I've really been, um, like for work, I've because I'm since I'm self-employed, it can be, and I work online, so I don't have a lot of client meetings except for just one day a week. So it can be really easy to just flit around or or to not work today or so you know it, it can be really easy. I can get away with a lot. And so I've been really like, no, these are like, these are the few hours I work every single day. And these are the three things that have to get done every single day when I sit down to work. And then like, I've been trying to get my morning routine back in order so that I'm, so I've been trying to do some of that. I'm just, I'm not naturally good at consistency. So it has been challenging, but. And you don't have to have it take over your whole day because that's control, right? But it's sort of like you have something you're doing that you go to. And I always Mm -hmm. say it should be the meditation in the morning, but something that, that you're grounds you back into reality as you awaken. Mm -hmm. And so for you, you don't like, you don't want to, you don't want to transfer your control onto something new. Yeah. Right. But it's sort of like in, in the chaos of the awakening, in the thing that's getting into the tarot, in the, as the, as everything awakens and opens, Mm -hmm. you you have as earth, you know, like, and it's also using the earth element. So 
when you're going to conceive, right, you have to have all these elements in balance. And when you're wanting to bring down a sacred child, the earth element is like, where is the house in order? Is, yeah. is the job consistent? Can you make, bring in the financial, you know, stability? Mm-hmm. Do, are the brick by brick, is, it, is the foundation strong? Yeah. And then only from earth can you move up into ether. Yeah. Which I did actually, the last few weeks where I've been really resting, those were the things we did. Like we super decluttered the house and we, you know, like those were the kind of things that we spent time on. Yeah. So you're in, you're in the earth element, which I had to work really hard to get into (laughs) because you were in the air before. Yeah. Yeah. And fire feels very natural for me. Fire energy feels very like uh, astrologically I'm a fire sign and I feel very at home in the fire element in tarot. And it's just like, that's just fire is just very natural to me, that energy. And then water has been confusing. I've been having to work to understand water. Well, water is, and these are so important for you because when they come into balance, that's when Mm -hmm. a higher frequency child can really come through. And water is, is confusing for people that don't want to go into the unconscious. And that's why the, the blackness you're seeing in front of you, like you, the water element is your answer to getting to the thing that you don't want to go to. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, you're saying you keep showing me like your hands are moving, like there's a hallway or a black. Yeah, it's just, it's like. That's the water. Uh, that's the deep unconscious. And so water is grief. Water. It, so water is boundaries with people mm-hmm. in your life. It's, I described it in one of my books as like, it's a swimming pool. So it, it can be like the ocean and out of control, or it can be like, kind of like a swimming pool where mm-hmm. you have boundaries, you know, where you end, you know, where another begins. When the water's not in balance, you often lie. You often um, don't want to tell the truth about who you are. You're not transparent. You can't just like mm-hmm. go into a room and just be like, this is who I am, like me or not, you know? Yeah. Um, the water hides things, the water... Um, it, but when in balance, it's like the moon, it, it, it's intuitive. Your intuition yeah. becomes so strong. So the the part of the journey I think you're skipping is going into the water element. So you yeah. can call in the water element and anyone who's listening, I mean, I discussed this in my books and it's also, also deeply in alchemy becoming, but this is transformation comes from understanding the elements and it comes from embodying them in a balanced way. And alchemy mm-hmm. is, is the process of changing it. And I've discussed water as the process of dissolution. So mm-hmm. it's scary because you have to feel grief. You have to go yeah. into the unconscious parts of yourself. And the reason why you slept for those six weeks is because it allowed you to slow down enough that now you can deeply go into the unconscious wounding. Yeah. And it's usually the deep ingrained childhood patterns that create the fear. hmm the deep, deep wounds that we're ignorant of or the things we're deeply attached to are found within the water element and the power it provides. Mm -hmm. And so what you need to do in your meditation process is you're going to, you know how I told you to take a guide to go to the temple and then you, so in, you go into a deep meditative process, right? So just close your eyes now and you, Find a guide always. So whenever you go into dimensional fields or alternate realities, you always have to have a protective force with you. So me, I always have the dove. And that's my symbol of, of 
consciousness or protection. You have mm-hmm. to have something because it is as real. Those words, worlds are as real as this human world. Mm-hmm. And you'll find that the healing done in those worlds will change your world here, specifically mm-hmm. as an alchemist. So you can go into the water element and swim into the ocean when you're meditating mm-hmm. and you, you'll meet the elements within the water. So sometimes you'll meet fire within water or earth within water. And then once you, you, you find like go into the water and see what's hidden within there, you're going to find so many worlds there because you have that Oracle ability to, to go into the elements and receive the power from them. Just like when I travel or anyone who's listening travels to sacred sites, there's, there's within statues, within mantras, within, um, buildings and castles and cathedrals are hidden gems of power. And when you know how to receive that power, you can go there and offer yourself up to receiving it. Now, you can also do this as you're meditating within the elements you're trying to to gain power from or surrender to. So you need to go into this water element and surrender to the water. Okay. Are you understanding what we're saying to you? Yeah, because... I've had a couple meditations where I've ended up in the water. <laughs> yeah. So then, so, then yeah. see what happens when you get there and what you see, because it's as real as yeah. what can be. So allow the water to get to that unconscious stuff that you're and It's the wound. The water will take you to the original wounds. And the original wounds are what's keeping your heart closed. And that's why you're feeling fearful of jumping into the heart center. Okay. And only when these four elements are balanced, can you move into ether. Mm-hmm. Only when all, you know, the fire, the earth, the air, the, the water are really in balance and you really understand and you've really moved through them several times, like alchemically, can you mm-hmm. then go into ether? And just like I discuss in my book, The Operations of Alchemy, most people go through the first three and they can't get through the seventh or eighth. Yeah. Because you have to go into each element and each element gives you a gift. What are you feeling right now? Is this, has any of of the things I've spoken about helped you? Yeah, it just, it feels a little overwhelming. Yeah, it's supposed to. Like, I feel like. It's going to discombobulate you. It's going to create chaos for your ego and your mind. It's going to make you feel like um, little and silly, but like, that's like the real true spiritual priestess and oracle is mm-hmm. the ability to manage these elements, the, bil- the ability to, because it's, it, it'll come at you and, and the f- other people that you begin to work with, the, you know, your, the, everyone you work with, which is a beautiful community, you'll then see the element within them that needs to be healed. And then because yeah. it's healed within you, because you're an alchemist, because it's healed within you, you don't have, the gift comes through the transmission of your energy. You don't have to say anything anymore. Mm-hmm. So people will often come to me and they'll say, they'll start to talk about their trauma. And I didn't say a word. They don't even know I yeah. wrote a goddamn book on it. Right. Yeah. And they're saying, oh God, my trauma is coming up. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. I've gone through it and healed yeah. it. And so then I'm giving them the gift of the mirror. Mm-hmm. And so you become so clear and so beautiful within your own healing that then that's your gift to humanity. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you're feeling. So I always said, this is, this is me being probably being an overthinker. Also one of, one of my greatest gifts, my ability to overthink. (laughs) Um, 
is like, cause I always then go back to like, okay, how much of this has to be done before I get pregnant? Oh, you can do it while you're pregnant. You, know you can I mean? do it into motherhood. Yeah. Okay. So th- it's not like, it's, no, like you, you need to do all of these things. Cause that's, we started trying. Cause oh, I, God, I just no, felt very much like, like I, I really do have this really strong feeling like there's a specific soul and they will come down when I, when I finally hit that stride. And so don't worry about it because just keep doing the work. And whenever it is that I hit that point, it'll happen. I mean, but you also that haven't been sense. trying. You've been creating not that. the last couple of months. We and we only did try for a few months before we took we took the two months off. So I want to read something. It says, "What I hope to do all the time is to be so completely myself that my audiences and people who meet me are confronted with what I am, inside and out, as honest as I can be." And that's Nina Simone. One more time. What I hope to do all the time is to be so completely myself that my audiences and people who meet me are confronted with what I am inside and out as honest as I can be. And so the only way for you to reach the people you're supposed to reach in humanity and your population and what you're really here to do is to completely confront all the parts of yourself that are not authentic, that are not real, that are unhealed, Mm -hmm. that are in fear. Because when you become so transparent and you become such a holy grail container, which is what you're doing, then everyone around you, you become a mirror for them and a transmission for whatever to come through you, which doesn't have to be in a material form. It can be in an energetic form. People Mm -hmm. are just on this planet, you know, chopping wood because they're creating an energy. And for you, we don't know what that is. We haven't even, you haven't even created it yet. But no, the process yeah. doesn't have to happen before you have a baby. You're doing more than the average woman ever did. I conceived my poor children when I was like having a massive Kundalini opening, you know, like I, I've had, I have actually become who I'm more of who I am now raising mm-hmm. them and, and Sage is almost six, seven. Yeah. But man, I enjoy it a lot more now. Yeah. And it's only about you enjoying the experience you're creating rather than being in fear of like what a catalyst it all is because you're on that accelerated path and it takes away Mm -hmm. all logic and it's super scary. Yeah. I'm sick of the fear. I just wanted to go away because it, it, I mean, it's always, it's always fear with me. There's always another layer. Don't talk about it anymore then. So yeah, I know. So your homework is, is you just said it. We know, we know it is right. Yeah. And so for me, it was always attachment, you know, before. Yeah. And then um, you just can't, we can't talk about it. So you have yeah. your three, this is your homework. You have the three things you're going to work on with mm-hmm. the three, like you're like, it's like little cells I'm seeing for you. They're showing me like, but three little things like from those homework and that's sure. like for a full year. Right. Okay. And then there's consistency in the chaos, but not control. Yeah. Then you're going to really work on seeing how what you say is created and then watching mm-hmm. what you say. A yeah. really good way of doing that is listening to your own voice. So as you begin to speak, who is speaking? So when, mm-hmm. you, when you're speaking, like listen to what you're saying and then nothing that comes out of your mo- mouth will be something you didn't mean to say. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So when sometimes when we're talking and I begin to listen 
it's not what I want to say. It's like something else is talking, but when it's connected to spirit, I like to listen to it. I like the harmonious Mm -hmm. feeling of my voice. And the more you listen to what you say, the more you can listen to what they're saying to you. Yeah. Because your listening becomes sharp. Mm -hmm. Because they want to talk to you, but they can't come through because your thoughts are taken over. That makes sense. And when you're in your, and when you're in your mind, you're going to be in fear. So go back to alchemy becoming and Mm -hmm. see the the thoughts that are playing on repetition in your mind are only your subconscious trauma unhealed. Mm -hmm. Follow the thoughts to the trauma. Okay. The only, the only reason you need to use the mind and what the repetition of the thoughts is the thoughts will lead you to the trauma you're healing because what it is, think about it. The, the crown chakra is open and the trauma of the subconscious, like just pours through. So you're basically thinking a ton of thoughts that you either consciously or unconsciously are aware of. And Mm -hmm. as you heal different traumas, your thoughts will change. And at most people don't heal any trauma. So they have the same thoughts their whole life and they don't change. And so, you know, you're actually doing work is when your life begins to change. Yeah. People that are, you know, that have been living the same life their whole life in the same house and the same car and the same job, they're not doing much. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, think of it like that, but follow the thoughts back home and that will lead you through the water of your consciousness. Okay. Yeah. And monitor your thoughts, write them down, be like, God, I'm crazy. I'm freaking yeah. crazy. <laughs> like, I'm nuts. Yeah. And I've been listening to, I've been, I really upped the playing of the mantras game. So I've been listening to them a lot more lately, just like the last couple of weeks. That will help the best thing for the thought of that and the addiction meditation. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna, actually, I was thinking about that one. (laughs) That one 11 minutes a day and you will not have those thoughts anymore. They just can't come through. Okay. So do I need to do anything specific to try and merge with my higher self or is that just going to happen? Um, you have to say you're ready and that's what you're scared of. Right. That's what you're scared of. I, you, we talked about this the last time we spoke. I said, you yeah. can someone in your area to merge like a, a woman, she will come to you or you can call me and we can merge, but you, you're not ready yet. Cause you're not ready to take that leap. Once you merge with your higher self, it game's over. How do I know when I'm ready to do it? Because I want to, but Um, I... Your higher self will come to you. She'll come to you and you'll see her in a form and it may be the little girl, but she'll reach out and then you'll see somebody guiding you. And then you have to say, are you ready to, are you asking me to merge? Have a conversation. What, who are you? When you, when you're traveling, cause you're an Oracle, when you're traveling through these worlds and you're seeing, if you can create a temple and you can see these worlds and see these things, your third eye is just bursting to come open because that that's, that's normal. What other people are experiencing of not being able to see, feel, hear, see, touch is not normal to mm-hmm. me. Like our, our, our natural way as a human, a natural evolving human being should have these gifts. And so when you're traveling through these worlds, begin to have conversations with the beings you meet. If they offer you something, remember, I've told you this before, always mm-hmm. ask if they want something in return, never just take it. There's rules to these worlds. Um, always have protective force with you. And if they, if Mm -hmm. you get lost or somebody confronts you, that's 
that's negative or something, you say, I'm going home to God. I'm going home to God. I work for God. I'm, I work for God. And then that, that's a protective thing. But when you begin to meet people or if a, a part of yourself is transformed, you can have conversations and the conversations are typically telepathic. So in these higher worlds, it's not like the thoughts are, it's like the thoughts are transferred through shapes, through colors, through imagery. And this is going to open mm -hmm. up for you big time. So that's why I gave you that meditation to do for 33 minutes. Cause it's only after that 11 minutes that you really, tr your, your brain shuts off and you go deep, deep, deep into the subconscious and the subconscious mm -hmm. can be awakened. You can pick a different meditation you want, but doing the meditation for the full amount of time that Yogi Bhajan gave them allows you to, to trip through time. Mm -hmm. You can go deep and then travel and get what it gave the gift it gave you to, to, to receive. Mm -hmm. What are you feeling? What are you thinking? No, I've just, I've noticed that too, with like both the Sophia code meditations and the Jupiter chakra meditation is there is, it's like, I've never timed it but it feels like it's about that first third where there's a lot of like active thinking. And then at some point it, cha it changes. Uh-huh. And the and people that can do the, it's more real, yeah. but it's less something else. I don't know. It's hard. I can't really have the words for it right now. Right. And some of it can be subconscious and some of it can be actual world travel, like astral traveling. Mm -hmm. And, over time, as you begin to really practice your the difference between um, moving through the subconscious world versus moving through some astral plane is like the clearer the subconscious is, the more the astral traveling or really seeing these, you know, meeting with saints, meeting with sages, meeting with um, having real, real alchemical transformative, transformative experiences comes through. And that's what alchemy is, is that the power of your imagination creates a reality. So then not only do you have to be careful with what you're saying, you have to be careful with what you're creating in your thoughts because you yeah. can then create a whole world where these things happen and then they manifest in form because your imagination creates reality, not yeah. just the words you're saying. Then you become ultimately create the creative force on earth. And that's your next step. And you will understand this within the next three to seven years fully, 100%. And everyone who's listening will too. It just takes yes. all logic, all control, complete surrender to this idea that you are co-creating reality in our God. Mm -hmm. And that's the full merge. It's so freaking cool. But just yes. so, so that you're good, what I wanted you to leave with is the difference between co the subconscious creating itself in, 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 in form versus God creating itself in form around you. And when mm -hmm. God begins to create itself and form around you, everything becomes magical and synchronistic and your destiny is, it, it unfolds before your eyes at an accelerated rate. Mm -hmm. Okay. When it's subconscious, it's fear-based. When it's subconscious, you yeah. have to push. You, when it's subconscious, you're pushing against walls. You're trying to make something happen before it's ready. You're, you know, you're like, give it to me now. Give it to me now. I need it. I, this is what's going to make me happy. It's desire. It's ignorance. It's awful. It's shitty. Mm -hmm. It's really shitty. It doesn't feel good. And that's when you know you're creating from ego. And that's when you know you have more work to do. Yeah. You're going to have to re-listen to this recording because there's a lot of information that was <laughs> really profound yeah. that was given to you today that was flowing through me that wasn't even me speaking. Yeah. Do you feel that? Do you feel the energy? Yeah. Because yeah, I just 
it's like it's like in some ways I'm like less confused and in other ways I'm more confused <laughs> that kind of makes it you know it's like I it's like I, I get it but I don't get it do you know what I mean? We're ready. I know because so, you have to, it, it, you don't get it. Yeah. Until you're like, holy shit. There's, I mean, and then when you think you get it, you just keeps on opening. It's like, it's like yeah. the universe within the universe, but it, it's, it's the pineal gland. It's like, a, it's like a more of a merge all the time into the dreams and reality mm-hmm. and the thoughts and the imagination and the symbols and, and, and the songs and the books, it all merges and the people yeah. and, the, and what people speak to you, you begin to see that nothing is separate from you. That yeah. the, that the person who said that that whatever bothers you is actually just your something talking to you through them. And then you, re- yeah. you know that nothing is separate and we're just in a matrix. Yeah. It's so cool. But your homework is mm-hmm. to do in, in the chaos of the breaking down of the awakening is reread the alchemy of becoming. I'll send you the yeah. most updated one. And it's going to be out in the next two months minimum. It's just was the editing. This was beyond um, difficult. It was really a really hard book for me to put together. Um, There are courses online Mm -hmm. on mysticalmotherhood.com that are really helpful. You doing the meditations for a long period every single day are going to make change your your life so quickly. And then going into Mm -hmm. the water element for you. Okay. And so you would stick with the Jupiter chakra meditation. Um, you'll know when to end it. It's the same thing as um, it's like the little girl grows up, the little girl grows up. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm not supposed to do this anymore. For me, I did it almost two years. And then I moved on to, and then I'm also doing other ones at the same time. Mm-hmm. But for you, the addiction meditation would be awesome. Okay. I would keep doing it for now because it's clearing the genetic, it's clearing epigenetically. But when you're now yeah. that you're wanting to conceive, like with the moment you're like, okay, in the next three months, which I think is about to happen in the next couple of weeks, yeah. you're ready. Now I would switch, if you're ready to conceive, I would switch to saw Kriya. Okay. But that one's not meditative. It's not like uh, saw Kriya is, um, it's hard. <laughs> I would do saw Kriya. Uh-huh. For you, if you really want to get into it, I'd do Sat Kriya and Kirtan Kriya. Okay. Those are what I'd recommend for conceiving. Sat Kriya gets you what you okay. want and it gets you to conceive quickly. And it's in my book. Yeah. And there's meditations on YouTube. And then um, Kirtan Kriya is a really, really easy Kriya to, to heal trauma subtly, but it also regulates mm-hmm. the menstrual cycle. And I find that when women do it yeah. before they become pregnant, it's really a it balances the emotional body and the emotional body is connected okay. to the water element. And so yeah, your fear of going into the unknown is your fear of touching it deeply into your emotions because probably because <laughs> you cannot control them. Yeah. I had this moment yesterday. I was working with my, my tarot deck and um, cause it has the four elements. And so I've been really trying to bring in the alchemical understanding into those four elements too but I had this really clear moment of like the water element is that source of divine love. Like the, especially like in the tarot, we have the ace of cups. So the aces are always like the beginning, like the it's, it's like when you have the spark of the element, but it hasn't taken form yet. And then as you work through the suit, it, it, it goes through its stages and it takes form and all these things. We had this really clear understanding that like, 
I needed to work with the water element and like really plug into that well. And the reason, the real reason so, why you need to work with the water element is that's the element of pregnancy. Yeah. Okay. And, <laughs> and so like when you're calling in the water element, you're calling in pregnancy mm-hmm. because when you're pregnant, you're in water. It's the entire process is water yeah. element. You become in, you're, you, you fill up with water, you know, mm-hmm. you let go of water, you um, go into your yeah. emotional body, you and, expand and it, like water. It feels like at this level, cause I'm sure that, you know, I, I'm sure it's very cyclical. And, and so as I, as I wrap up one level of understanding, there will be a new level, right? But at, at the level that I'm at, it feels like water's the last element that needs to come in and like kind of be clicked into place in that gear, like I was talking about earlier. Like I had to really work to get into the earth element. Mm-hmm. And, but I already, but like fire and air are easy for me. Like I get them. Yeah, that's great. And that's always everyone's, you know, people have certain things they get, but yeah, water. Yeah, and now is- it's the water. It's, it's this water. And I'm like, I've got to get into the water. And I'm like, I don't really like the water. <laughs> so because water so is logical. Yeah. Water yeah, water is exactly. very emotional. You know, it's unpredictable. Yeah. It's, you can't control it. You know, it's it's I mean yeah. it and it and it brings you into like the darky, murky parts of yourself. Like when what's her mm-hmm. name? The the person goes underground, Perse- Persephone, mm-hmm. and then she comes up in yeah. spring, right? She has to go deeply into quiet solitude under the ground to be sprung again. Mm-hmm. And so that that part of you that's yeah. seen is the part of you that's about to conceive, hopefully, we're praying, right? The water element will help you conceive. So begin to make altars around your wor- around your around yourself, like uh, put water around you, bring in Mm -hmm. the, the goddesses and the, and the elementals that, that will help you understand water. Just like I always say, praying to these, you know, beings, they cannot come in unless you give them the prayer. Yeah. And I feel like, um, like green Tara is like screaming at me. Then, then put an, put an so, altar with green Tara yeah. in the water and, and just say, okay, I'm ready. And then right then when you leap into that saying, okay, I'm ready. You have to get permission. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah. the moment I put my prayer out of like, let me help awaken humanity. I, my whole life crushed, you know, yeah. or whatever that prayer is or whatever your prayer is. It's like, be ready when mm-hmm. you put the prayer out to get the answer. And it may not be the way you think it's going to come, but yeah. it's the way that your higher self and your soul wanted, not your human self. Yeah. So cool. Right. Mm-hmm. Which usually ends up being better anyway. Yeah, in the end, you know, in the right. end, it's really not yeah. so fun in the, while you're doing it, while your ego is letting go of control. Yeah. And usually I'm very much a person who like, tiptoes into things and and just wants to do like the easy route and and with all of this stuff I'm like let's just rip the band-aid off like I don't even care how uncomfortable it gets I just want to get through it which is a new personality trait for me the last other things that may be helpful for you as you go into this unconscious is um rebirth workshops and you can find them on Tej Yoga TV I think it's like Tej yeah Tej Yoga TV T-E-J-Y-O-G-A-T-V. If you look, or even Google those words together. And then she has a bunch of different workshops. And in those workshops are rebirths. And rebirths clear what happened in the womb from your mother. And they're really murky. They're really emotional. They take like days to recover from. Like one of them, it took me like four days of like being laying on the bed 
<laughs> and I did it again. I was like, oh, that was so good. I got to do it again. So it's like, do I mean, that is like the best money you'll ever spend. And a rebirth is very much going into the water element and healing mm-hmm. that, that those parts of yourself in your own womb. And another meditation you could do is going, which is a part of my workshop online, Conscious Conception, but you go into the mother's womb. So you go into the experience that you felt while in the water of your mother's womb. And, and that's why I think I've taken you there before. Of like, what, what did she mm-hmm. program you with, right? What was yeah. the base frequency of that experience? And most people be like fear, chaos, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like disorder. I don't like myself. And like, th- there's a start to the unconscious water wounding that needs to be the only way to the heart is to heal mm-hmm. these things. And then your yeah. logic goes away. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Cause I do, I feel like it's like, so close 